Welcome to a special episode of Seizure Salad titled JoJo's Journey. Joe holds nothing back as he muses over his lifelong struggle with clinical depression, describes his experiences in the Marines and his fight with PTSD, and shares the intimate details of the darkest day of his life. All while driving in rush hour traffic, I hope he was on speakerphone. And now, here's your host and master multitasker, JoJo. And we've mentioned it before, and uh, at least I have. I know that. I haven't really gone into too much detail about it, but at the beginning of 2020, back in February, um, one of my closest friends passed away. And, you know, and that shit fucking broke my heart and still breaks my heart. And it was very sudden, very unexpected. And, you know, and it really, that affected me a lot, you know. I mean, I've lost people from the Marines uh, that I was very close to as well, but this, uh, it was just, you know, kind of, um, you know, like when I first got out of the Marines, like I said, I was a mess. I, I couldn't, I, I was such a mess. Like literally I would break down crying, like, oh yeah. And it's, it's just so bad and just such a mess. And I really do have to give credit to some people, some of my friends that really became friends with me, you know, because I moved back home. I didn't really kind of, to, you know, re- reestablish myself a little bit and kind of just re- rebuild a life, I guess. So I moved back home and, uh, you know, and these some of the people that kind of, you know, like uh, my closest friends, you know, like Justin, and who actually his birthday was yesterday. So a happy birthday to him. And I uh, mean, him knew each other from high school. and We just started kind of hanging out. Um, afterwards and then he introduced me to this dude named Andrew and then uh me and Andrew just became really good friends and you know they were there for a lot and we you know and you know it's just and you know, just for they had no reason to fucking be as kind to me as as you know Justin still is and as Andrew was and just so understanding and just so accepting and you know and I, I fucking have such a love for him and I always will especially Andrew and it just, you know, it fucking, you know, I, I literally felt like a fucking, like I lost a brother, right? You know, it's exactly what happened essentially. And it's shitty. It's real fucking shitty. And I know I'm not the only one. I'm sure we've, uh, a lot of us have all experienced, unfortunately, something like that. And if you haven't, I hope you never fucking do, you know, it's just, it, it fucking really sent me spinning, it, which is and then three weeks later, uh, right. The pandemic happened, <laughs> right. And, uh, that, and that fucked everything up for everybody. Right. That's, that's universal. And you know, at least for me, what the pandemic took away from is if I, and we talked about this before earlier is my plan was I was supposed to, in July, I was supposed to move to Houston and start a food truck. I was going to start a food truck where all I serve was Mac and cheese. The name of it was Mac daddy. I had recipes. I had everything. I had food vendors, contracts, everything lined up that I would have needed to get going. And my plan was to move after the 4th of July, you know, and after my brother's wedding as well. And that just did obviously not happen. And beyond that, you know, in the past two years, like I've been basically working four jobs, hundred hours a week to get my finances right to accomplish that. Right. So I basically sacrificed like my social life for work. And on one hand, I'm glad I did that because I definitely got my finances at a point where when I did lose the income I lost, it sucked because, you know, I basically, basically I I had to fix my credit, right? I definitely fucked that up like an idiot. And I had to go and get a new, 
uh, basically, I had to pay off basically $100,000 in credit card debt. In two years, I have gone from $100,000 in credit card debt down to now I have about $25,000 left to go. That would have been, and that's, on, and that's on top of like getting everything else ready for a food truck. I've been on my hustle. I will not lie. And I'm very glad I did that for sure for a lot of reasons. And so it's, but I mean, I lost three of my four jobs and those, and I lost basically $35,000 I would have made this summer, mostly tips. Right. You know, and, uh, especially, uh, the places I was working, I kind of, I, I pulled, I, I pulled some good tips, man. I, I, I'm a good time at a bar for sure. Especially if I'm serving you, uh, just ask me, I'll tell you. And so it's, and so it really fucked me up right you know i mean you go from you lose your best friend to all of a sudden you're spinning like well everything else i was working on is fucked too and i'm not asking for like sympathy or pity or anything i'm just trying to explain things like i'm just one asshole out of fucking countless who had their personal like financial goals and businesses absolutely decimated by circumstances outside of our control and I think for me, that's like the biggest issue is just, it's, it, I feel like I did everything that I was supposed to. I did everything that they say you're supposed to, you know, it's like you work hard, you manage your money. And then I did all of that and I still got shit on and I lost my best friend. Right. You know, and so it's just like, it really sent me spinning and it's been hard, you know? And like I said, like there's days I would literally just stare at the ceiling and like do nothing. And, and, and it just turns into like this health self hatred. And I couldn't process that you know i didn't know how to properly deal with it and i'm still struggling to learn how as well right you know and so it's turning this like you know like i said it's just like it's just like the self-hatred self-loathing and just you, you know and you can't like make yourself feel better right you know and so many people think that like i don't know and i think there's nothing worse than like when you're super down and depressed then somebody tells you oh well you know just don't worry you'll get you'll get through it you'll things will turn around you know and or they just offer one of the other like countless cliches you know and and there's definitely a lot you know and, and where it, it's countless cliches to kind of help somebody to feel better and stuff like that which are like super like i guess i don't know like they can be comforting to me they're not i feel like whenever somebody is just trying to offer up like you know like basic cliches and stuff like that to me it's just like it, it one it kind of discounts how a person is actually feeling right you know like obviously you just dismiss that you didn't put any actual thought into like what they said and so that to, and that's just like maybe a me thing right uh, maybe i'm over maybe i'm just overthinking shit as well too but it's also it's just like and i think that's one reason why it's hard to talk about things like this too it's not and not this and this is why i think people should go therapy because like it's one thing because that's what you're gonna get a lot of times from other people that don't know how to respond right because it is it's it's hard to understand like i feel like sometimes when you're trying to explain how you feel to somebody they can almost feel like their response is like walking on eggshells right like they don't want to come across as insensitive or maybe they don't want to ask for clarification on something because they don't want to seem like rude and like if they did it probably would be no issue i think it's just kind of like i think it's just one of those things where like as a society we never really have focused on mental health as like a priority for people before and so it makes it just a little 
uncomfortable in those situations, which is understandable. And I'm not saying like you should feel bad. Like if that is kind of maybe like what you do or what you receive either, you shouldn't take that personal. I never do. But because of those reactions, it makes me not want to talk about uh, my depression, you know, and my, and the way it kind of has affected me still affects me, you know? And I mean, there's been times like I've been at concerts and you know, people are dancing and have a time of their life and I'll just take stock and I'll be like, man, like this is cool. But like, cause it's all, it's super fun. But like once it's over, then what? Right. It's escapism. That's all it is. Right. You're just, you're, you're escaping and hiding from what you're actually feeling and you're replacing it with, uh, an experience. And there's nothing wrong. I, I, I shouldn't say there's nothing wrong with that. Cause that, Cause you know, going to concerts, like, yeah, it's a good time, but that's also not a healthy coping mechanism. Let me put it that way. All right. Um, and like, I've had so much fun. So many times I've been at concerts, festivals, having the time of my life, just living it up and just, you know, Oh, this is great with my friends. I'm dancing, just, you know, doing your thing. Um, and, but then it's, once it's over, you're just, you're, you realize how empty you are, right? You're like, man, I spent, I did this, that, and the other thing. And I still feel like shit. I still don't like who I am. I still don't feel good after the fact. And not because I'm hungover, just because like, you know, just, I just don't feel right. I did. And it's just, and and it just sucks. And I think it's hard to like take note. And I think it was hard for me to admit to myself at a certain point that like, yo, what you're doing isn't working. Like these concerts are not the answer. You know, it's a good time. You can have fun with them. However, it's just basic. It's just basic. It's just putting your finger in the dam. It's you're the Dutch boy with your finger in the dam, right? Trying to keep it from leaking or trying from breaking, right? <laughs> Eventually, like you can only do that for so long. It's like, it's like putting a bandaid on a third degree burn. Like what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you know, and so, and so and it's, and I, I feel, and like, and that's why and another reason, you know, I was supposed to do a whole breakdown of the election. I really wanted to do that. And, you know, I spent hours researching things, uh, to talk about, I was trying to think of how I was going to format it. And in fact, one day I actually even, I, I, I recorded, I recorded for about 45 minutes. I got about 45 minutes into it. Uh, and then for whatever reason, my app that I record with just crashed and I lost everything. And I, I'm not telling, I had a complete, and I was already like kind of really not feeling good. I was trying to force myself to do it. It was re- and like it was one of those things where I finally got into flow. I probably restarted it like twenty times. I started it and deleted it and restarted it like twenty times this day. And I finally was in a recording session where I, I had my I was just kind of talking about what I want to talk about. Uh, the words were just kind of flowing out of my mind, uh, where I didn't just sound like a robot, like I was just reading too many stats, right? And and then the app crashed after like 45, I literally was like, maybe like 10 more minutes about to wrap up and it fucking crashed and it fucking crashed and it lost all my work. And I'm not telling I had a complete fucking like breakdown over it. Like I fucking, Oh man, I, I literally fucking screamed and yelled and said a lot of things. Uh, I probably should never repeat. And and that, and that was like really frustrating. Cause like I was kind of going through a depression about then and then I was like, okay, I can do this. I know I can. I said I was going to do it. And, you know, the election's like two weeks. I wanted to get it done. 
And then that happened and I was just done. I fucking, I shut down. It literally sent me spiraling. Even like, a, and that's where it's like, even like a small thing like that. And like as frustrating as that can be, it should not have sent me as spiraling as I feel like it did. Right. And that's obviously after the fact. I can't do anything about it now. And I feel bad. I really wanted to. I was hoping that I'd be good information and all that good stuff, especially with the election this year. It was very important. And how it's all played out and how it will play out uh, the rest of the way, right? You know, uh, until January 21st and even beyond that. And so we're, you know, especially because we're at an interesting time in our history, just worldwide, not just national history, but just international and just like the ramifications of that. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked, but. It, 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 I literally, oh my god, I thought I was gonna, I, oh my, I broke, like, I ripped my notebook in half, like, I shredded it, I made, and then I shut down, and then I literally just laid down, and I was like, fuck this, why should I do anything, you're a fucking piece of garbage, you know, and, I, and then just that whole self-hatred, self-loathing, just putting yourself down, and, and that's not giving you a fighting chance, right, you know, and that's where, and then, I, and, so, and so it's just, oh, man, <laughs> Oh, man, no, that just still fucking irritates me a little bit. Uh, and not necessarily, like, losing a recording, but more, like, just kind of how I reacted to it, right? You know, and that's even though, like, I shouldn't be mad at myself for that. Like, it was just, if anything, it was a genuine response. It is genuinely how I fucking felt, right? I genuinely was not happy. And, um, and so, and, you know, and so I don't, and so it's just, it's weird. I don't know if this, any of this will even make any sense to people, 